show. Where are they now? Good morning, Nikki. Good morning, Artie. Good morning, Bobby. How are you doing? Are you surviving from this cold? How do you like this weather? Huh? I have good news, though. There's yes, yes. Light at the end of the tunnel. Is when? your train coming or what? <laughs> Monday, 30 degrees. Look at that. 30 degrees. 40, 40 degrees next week. I heard people saying, my God, it's 18 degrees. It feels like it's 50. Yeah. What are you, nuts? It's Look 18 degrees. Well, you know, unfortunately, yeah, but you, you don't have your shorts on, now baby. we got yeah, cold weather <laughs> and I snow learned, and ice, you know, which is right. difficult. Before we get going, our guest, and before I send it over to you, I got some uh, breaking news here. Remember last week we were talking about Richard Simmons and where is he at? Uh-huh. Richard Simmons makes rare public statement after being seen, not being seen for 10 years. I think he listens to us and he heard us talking about him. He so, should. We uh, like you, Richard. Mr. Simmons, Richard, whatever, we're here. You know, Bobby, did you give out the number? Tell Mr. Simmons. 763-9278. Give us a call. Give us a call. Richard, Listeners call us. Again. Mr. Simmons, right. call us. 773-763-9278. Okay. All right. Now, what in the H-E double hockey sticks? People are flocking to catch a glimpse of a tourist hotspot in Chicago. Have you heard about this? Here, Bobby. Take a look at this. Wiener dog. No. No. <laughs> Overrated. Chicago rat hole becomes a tourist attraction. There's a thing in the concrete. What? It looks like a rat. And people are going out there wow. to look at this. Crazy. Check this out. And Nikki. the city wants to patch it, and these people are protesting. <laughs> they don't want to patch it. What is going on with our society? Devin, tell me, please. <laughs> well, Benny the Bull made an appearance there, so it's oh, already Benny getting you. Benny the Bull. Oh, a name from the past. There we go. Benny the Bull. There we go. Name from the past. All right. I got two more here, and then we can uh, send it over to Nikki on K9. Uh, Bobby, you know, it's been six months since I joined the gym, and I think it's time for me to go and find out what they do there because, you know, <laughs> it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> I like that already. Uh, here, here's 10 good signs we're well in life. Go ahead. You like to read stuff like okay, that. Okay, 10 signs we're doing well in life. Number one, you have a roof above you. Number two, you ate today. Number three, you have a loving heart. Number four, you wish good upon others. Number five, you have clean water. Number six, someone cares for you. Number seven, you forgive others. Number eight, you have clothes to wear. Number nine, you smile. Number ten, you're breathing. Be thankful to God for all these things. Amen. Right? Hey, that's so true. That's so true. Isn't it? People take this for granted. They do. Know? I saw that. I thought, wow. This is very good, know. Artie. Yeah. Okay. All right, Nikki. You got some canine advice for our little puppies out there and our dogs? Cause... I don't know if it's advice, but I really hopefully strongly suggest people are doing this for their animals in this cold weather or okay. wintertime overall. All right. I would like to point out to people to look into a product called Mushers. For those dogs that don't like to wear boots, we do use a lot of salt in Chicago, even crossing the street when it's white. That's salt. The dog's paws feel it. It burns it. So I don't know where my camera is. Right there should be. Uh, oh, we haven't. The, it's on. Okay. Well, the product is called Mushers. You can look it up just like it sounds. M-U-S-H-E-R apostrophe S. It's a very affordable Amazon or direct website. It's a pomade that you put on your dog's paws. Instead of it, it stops it from uh, any burning. And actually, you can use this in the summertime, too. Me and Artie were joking about it. It's a wax that you put on your dog's paws. It stops it from the elements. It does not keep your pets 
foot or paw warm. Is it stolen from the Karate Kid? Wax on? Wax, wax on? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. This comes from the dogs, from mushers, of yeah. course. Wow. For dogs that have the, uh, uh, golden doodles, huskies, okay. shepherds, they get what are called, as we call them, dingleberries or snowberries where believe it or not well, your dog's like paws the, it gets like in the there and starts and the spreading on their paws mm. correct well this i use this product more on my dog and my clients dogs when i walk them and i'm turning all my clients onto this product is better because the dog will allow you to put it on Let's see for a second yeah mm. it's, it's easy you know it's just like it sounds yeah so What's then we're going to go over to if you're going to use a boot you know, don't go with a decorative boot that you like that you're trying to make your dog fashionable. We're talking about dog boots, not, dog boots, yes. not the boot on the car. Okay, that too. Don't, don't, that too. don't wake you, these I'll, people out of the dog bed. Boots, dog boots. Dog right. boots. Boot. It is called, shit. right, <laughs> listeners. If you are going to put a boot, I recommend that you use Pawsies dog boots. Basically, everybody knows them as rubbers or the balloons. Okay. It literally is a man-made a balloon. It goes around your dog's paws. Ultra rich. Where's my camera again? There you go. Oh. Give it a little oh, second. Where am I at? Well, you're right over there. Yep. There you go. Those are the ones to go with. I don't know if you can see it. Can you see it already? I can see it. There, there it goes. Go. There it goes. Much better. There we go. And then you're blocking the, Bobby, but that's okay. Bobby you know, you know, late. Yeah. And then the mushers. <laughs> that's the mushers product, people. Those two products for the winter time. I would highly recommend the mushers if your dog does not allow you to put on a boot. The rubber is so easy. You take your three fingers, you spread it, and you literally shove your paws, paw in there. And it stays on there. It's a balloon. The guy's a multi-billionaire for coming up with this wow. idea. Wow. It looks ridiculous when your this, dog's this walking. This stuff but here is good. I it, bought that for uh, our dog, Ruffles. Yes, it is. It's very good. I, I like it a lot. And then I still use these because I, I run Lucy in the field. And the, yeah. the, the rubber stay on where the other boots, your dog can literally flick it off. Yeah. I don't care how much Velcro you put on where there. Do, where do the listeners, where could they purchase these at? All these. Any, any, the Pawsies uh, rubber boots at Petco, Pet Supply, Pet Smart, uh, Bentley's, or their website directly, or Amazon. Amazon has the least expensive. Can I take a picture of yeah. that? Please. Yeah, that go directly. They got them in different sizes. You always That's go something. larger because you don't want it tight around your dog's yeah. paw. Because you, you want it large. It looks yeah, like right. it literally, when it lays down on the ground, it looks well, like a balloon. Well, you know, you want to protect your dog. Correct. Absolutely. The elements, Absolutely. You know I mean? And the third thing is yes. the coat. If it's extremely cold, a dog does need a coat. Maybe not a Husky, maybe not a St. Bernard, a Newfoundland. Even your dog still needs a coat. Their warmth is their belly. So, so I can't go to Old Navy and get a coat for my dog. No. Huh? You can get a t-shirt. How, how is your dog doing? <laughs> good. Oh, good. good. How is yeah, she doing in the elevators? Excellent. Yeah, so, I want yeah, to thank you like again elevators. with the with e the remote, the e collar, the e collar, and uh, there's a dog that just moved across the way, and all of a sudden, right to the door. Now, I hold the thing. I step off first out of the door. She goes right to the stairs and out. So thank you. And you eventually can get away from the e collar. Because her mind should be programmed enough that it's on her at all times. She is. She you is. Know, so it, it's some what dogs. Is that? What is that e collar? It's an electronic collar. So it has the, the sound, sound, the shock. Ooh. Excuse me, sound, vibrate, and shock. Yeah. Right. So you start. So you say, ooh. A lot of people say, ooh. You shouldn't even have to get to the shock part if your dog reciprocates to the sound, meaning if it hears, dee, 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 it's supposed to break their concentration it from does. the red zone. Yeah. And then if not, you hit them with the vibrate. There's something vibrating on the dog's yeah. name. So it's supposed to break the connotation. If your dog is in the red zone, you're sorry, you got to zap it. But you're supposed to put it on yourself first. There's different settings. It's there not is. like you're just zapping. It. Yeah. It's like a nine volt battery. Literally, okay. 
And, and Bobby, you get to a point, you just pick up the black remote because it's a black thing, and, and she sees this black remote. And, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's great. Yeah. You don't I, want as soon as I put the e-collar around yeah. Lucy's neck, her head just goes down like, okay, shit. <laughs> She's like, you just totally broke her. She's like, I'm done. I can't do nothing. But let's get back to the coach real quick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, we should probably call our guest now because he said around this time he was running around. Um, let's get him on the phone first. And his book is Taking on the Big Pharma. <laughs> and it'll be Dr. Charles Bennett's Battle. Oh, look at this. I forgot to give you You're giving him a napkin? What the thing? <laughs> Can you put that up there so while we're getting all set? I think uh, we'll be putting it up soon, too, but we'll get him on the phone as soon as we get him going. And uh, I see our good friend Val, good morning, is up out there. So that is good. And as soon as uh, Devin gets him hooked up. Thank you. We will get going here. But well, as far as the doggy hey, do coats, like those, while uh, we're waiting on our guests? Postal notes, huh? I do because, you know what, Bobby? I, I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't read all these books because I don't yeah. have time. But there's points here that I can yes. go and say, oh, here, uh, during your academic leave, you will limit your, and we'll talk about that later. And you go, oh, it's hey, right listeners, there. Hey, listeners, my partner has a book and must have at least 25 post notes on it. At least. Forget about <laughs> it. Hey, listen. <laughs> All right, it was he. I saw uh, our good friend uh, Patricia Cara at uh, Cara at uh, an event, and she's going to be coming back with her new book. Uh, she was number nine on Deal No Deal. Dream on. Oh yeah, remember we now had her on the show. She's coming back yeah. to visit us. Wow. Back. Um, I, I heard from her, Patricia Carr. I heard from Mary. Mariana Spiropoulos, commissioner from MWD, and she's going to come in and talk about excess salt, the thing. And, you know, she's running for an office, so we'll be talking to her about that because uh, we're still trying to get. Oh, and we had and Lisa Zane that night was there. Billy Zane's sister. She's got a new album. Sweet. Uh, Mysterious Spain, 12 classical songs. She's going to come in. So, uh, Nikki, uh, behave yourself that day. What? Well, Lisa Zane. Well, her too. <laughs> yeah. She was looking for the golden batch, so I'm not there yet. You know, I'm she's married. Not there yet. She's married. <laughs> hey, Nikki, you're golden, kid. You're not the golden batch. Marriage golden. is a piece of paper, guys. Yeah, you're right. golden. No, nothing yet. We'll get. And he'll probably call me because he he called me a couple times. But that's all right. We will also. Uh, well, why are you doing that? Let's t let's yes. go back to the coats on the dogs. When go you ahead. do have the coat on your dog, you should get a coat or a piece of clothing that covers their belly. You know, that's their warmth. We like to cover our dogs for elements, so when we come inside, we don't have as much to dry off or clean off. Also, even when you have a coat on and you have your boots on, you still want to, after taking off your rubbers or whatever boots you've chosen for your dog, you still want to dry and wipe down their legs all that salt kicks up on them. If you got oh, a long hair dog, yeah. definitely it goes under. I, Lucy had her snowsuit on yesterday. It's a full body suit. All underneath there was black. But where her primates are, it has to be open so she can use the washroom. Oh, of course. So that was all full of salt and mud. Oof. I don't want my dog going home and licking that because God knows what she went across. Yeah. Let alone that salt that's the ingredients in the salt, the mud that's out there, and whatever other pesticides are, uh, that she might pick up. So, yes, when you're doing that, please, still, even on the hot days and cold days, you have to wipe your dog's bodies, paws. You don't have to do the top of your dog, of course, dry it off in the wintertime. 
but uh, in the summertime, I would just use a wet wipe. I mean, it's easy as that just to get it off. Topical things, your dog's ingesting this. Why wait till you have a medical bill later on? Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Right, and they're not cheap. There, there's yeah. that salt. I bought some at Ace the other day for my driveway because that's where I fell down walking right. a couple of years ago. But there is that salt that doesn't hurt the dog's paws. Correct, but not. And I bought that. Right, that's good for yours, but your dog's got to get across your yeah, driveway right, right. to go to the grass. And the building, you know, it's what it was a little bit more expensive. It was like fifteen, twelve dollars, right? Yes. For that little one, yeah, one tiny bag. A tiny bag. I'm right. in the wrong business. <laughs> you know, and that's a man-made chemical right? too. Yeah. <laughs> so, but society's not using that. They'd rather use the other one that's more aggressive that eats the ice and yeah. everything. That automatically, we cannot understand the burning sensation of dogs get. Just like in the summertime, when you want to cool your dog down, it's all about the paw. It's not about giving them water. It's not like us where, ah, oh, that feels good when you're drinking a glass of ice cold water. Dog doesn't do that. If yeah. it freezes our brain, what do you think it's doing today? That's true. Through their you know. Do you remember the days when they had the salt boxes at the corners? Yeah. You go wow. Get a little Those salt wooden there? boxes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, when it's too cold, the salt doesn't work. Right. That's But it's still out there. But yeah. the dog is the one that suffers. Yeah, right. You're right. You're right. 100%. It, you know? You're All right. 100%. All right. Before we introduce our guest, um, our good Thank friend you, Richie Nikki. Z is going in for brain K9 surgery Jet. February 9th. So... Richie Z, our, our prayers, prayers to with you. you, Richie. Yeah, he's going to go and have some brain surgery and brain surgery. Wow. Yeah, you know, remember he's talked yeah. about his tours well, and stuff. So we'll keep him in our thoughts. All and right, prayers. in our prayers. Okay, let's get going here. Uh, I got a couple quotes. He has saved more lives than anyone in American medicine. Pharma. We'll never tell you about prescription drugs. Let's introduce our guest this morning, Dr. Charles Bennett. And the book is Battle of Taking on the Big Pharmas. Uh, Dr. Charles, are you there? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Thank doctor. Thank you for Thanks being, for on, being on our show. Yep. Thank you. Taking on Big Pharma, Dr. Charles Bennett's battle. That's it. That's the correct title. Okay. That's the correct title. Okay. Well, we want you to introduce yourself as you did. Give us a little bit of your bio. And what's your favorite sports team? I know you're not around here anymore, but do you still like the Chicago teams, or do you have another team? I'm born in Pittsburgh. You don't leave that. Never leave Steelers. Mm. <laughs> now, did some Pittsburgh teams leave, or am I not sure about that in football? Am I wrong? No, we're here. We're oh, staying. Good, good, good. <laughs> They're just not low on a totem pole right now. That's, uh, well, we're, we're at the bottom, bottom. We're right with them. I mean, yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately. Football, baseball, no, unfortunately. We play I know. We were in the playoffs. I know. We were I know. <laughs> no, we're talking about Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. We're in unfortunately. All right, start with your bio. Where were you born and all the good stuff? And then we're going to get into the really good stuff, this book. Taking on Big Pharma, yeah. the battle. Okay. Thank you. Uh, born, I'm born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, home of the Steelers. Okay. They did to high school. I went to high school, Peabody High School. It's a high school that's known for having one of my classmates be David Tepper, who now owns the Charlotte Panthers, nice. one of the richest guys in the country. Wow. Wow. David Interesting. Two, two years behind me. We're a very inner city school. Uh, very, very, uh, as David calls it, if you listen to him on YouTube, he calls it a uh, lower class school, maybe a lower middle class school, public school. 
Then I went to Swarthmore College to Philadelphia, where I majored in math and economics. Swarthmore College, one of the top three small schools in the country. Swarthmore, Williams, and Amherst, they're all in that group. Uh, yesterday, Peter Shickley, who also is known as PDQ Buck, he died yesterday. And oh. he was a Swarthmore grad of 1957. Wow. Okay. Very eclectic history. Um, so I'm Swarthmore. I decided to really spread my wings. I went to the University of Pennsylvania Medical School, which was 11 miles away from Swarthmore College. And so I didn't go very far. University of Pennsylvania, probably one of the top three or four medical schools in the country. Four years there. At Swarthmore, I majored in math and economics. So I was not a typical pre-med student. Math and economics. Wow. Yeah, yeah I was not interested in science. You didn't want to and take that bisecting classes and stuff like that, those medical things, or you just wanted to go another way? I just thought you learned so much medicine in medical school, and you only learn so much things in your life. Okay. Why would you take everything twice when you could take everything you that's smart. learned once? That's smart. Yeah, that's true. Right. You rationalized yeah. it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good point. Good that's point. true. Okay. And then as, as you take these courses that are not the typical courses for the pre-med students, at Swarthmore, I set a record for the lowest medical school application test scores in the history of the college. Excellent. wasn't like us. We took bowling. Bowling? I took math and economics. I took math and economics. I had, I had uh, I graduated high honors with Phi Beta Kappa, an amazing amount of things, but I had not taken very much science. Biochemistry was a class that medical students took. I didn't know what it was because it had biology and chemistry in it. I thought it was two courses. How do they make it one? How stupid was that, you know? That's true. So They're cheating out of some credits. Yeah. And so I went, through, I went through that. Went to Penn. After Penn, I got a computer placed me to Michael Reese Hospital in Chicago, Illinois. So wow. after I did my internship and residency. Michael Reese Hospital, as you know, was no longer there. Right. It is. It was. It's a piece of grass now. Yeah, wow. they were going to build something. Yeah, they were going to build a new hospital or something there. Or, or was that going to be the Obama? Uh, I center? think they were looking the at the Olympic sites there too. Yeah. If we got the Olympics, that was yeah. one of the things for that. Yeah. yeah. Obama had to get the Olympics to Chicago before he built the before the grounds. He went backwards. He built the grounds and tried to get the <laughs> Yeah, he did go backwards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 Doctor, let me interrupt you. You guys read this week, remember that big hole in the ground by Navy Pier, the spire? The one with the rat? Yeah. Big hole. They finally yeah. got somebody to develop it. They're going to put two buildings there. How many years that hole been there? It's probably oh, a at city least, block. At least 20 years has <laughs> yeah. been like that. Okay. At least. Right. So you're at Michael Reese, Doctor, and then what? The Michael Reese just reminds you, when I got there in 1981, it was just ending the Jewish quotas in Illinois, Chicago. Okay. So Michael Reese, prior to the 80s when I got there, and just still there, if you were a Jewish physician, the only hospital you could work at in Chicago was Michael Reese. Hmm. Wow. You couldn't work at the University. Okay. Why was University that? Chicago Northwestern. Late 70s. Wow. Hmm. Okay. So That's all interesting. Of that, 
to all the very famous Jewish doctors, yeah. really talented doctors, for all Michael Reese. Oh, Michael Reese was the number one hospital. Yeah. Hey, doctor, do you remember this hospital in Chicago? I was in law enforcement 35 years. I took quite a few people there. It was called Henroten Hospital. Do you remember Henroten, that? Sure, that was the hospital. Yes. Do you know Henroten had, yep. for the longest time, the only, I think they call it an MRI machine, because yeah. my dad had to go get brain scans, and we had to take him there twice in an ambulance when he was in the hospital when he fell, and that was the only place. Wow. Many that was a sick hospital, yep. doctor, yeah. at, in yeah. its time, you know. Right. I was shocked they tore it down because that was like the number one hospital for the north side, you know. Yeah. yeah so Michael Reese I had, and then Michael Reese merged with University of Chicago, so I became a University of Chicago fellow, training in hematology oncology. Wow. So I went from medicine so I'm a soft specialist. I'm a hematologist oncologist. And I finished that work in 87. I went to see my chief, and he said, well, now you're going to be a doctor. I said, oh, no, that's not going to happen my watch. <laughs> <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's cool. I flew out to UCLA and ran Corporation, which is the biggest think tank in the world. And I got a Ph.D. position at RAN to study public policy. And I became the first ever hematologist oncologist to get a PhD in public policy from Rand Corporation, the largest think tank in the country. Wow. God bless you. So, Doctor, what made you, what possessed you to write this book, Taking on Big Firms? Well, it's not just writing, it's not it's just writing right. the book. He lived let, it. Let, yeah. Why don't you tell us about tell when us you, let's go to Northwestern. When, you, to when did you book. go to Northwestern? Probably that's the best way to, to okay, get going. Okay, I got my PhD with the Duke, worked at AIDS, and then the Duke, I moved to Chicago, there had a go. big program in AIDS. And then after I got to Northwestern, Decided to look at adverse drug reactions. And I started doing them successfully, finding adverse drug reactions, one after the other, that killed people, killed lots of people. And if I got fixed them, as Steve Rosen said, I saved more lives in American history. That's right. Wow. Uh, so I was doing it like crazy. I get grants and I had money and all that stuff. But one day, one day, the drug company got mad at me. You, you, know, know, you know what they got him at? Not dotting his I's and crossing his T. Is that a bunch of bull? I won't use any don't, bad no words. No profanity on the radio <laughs> that's, show. That's over for me. <laughs> no profanity. No profanity. Our first show we got gay. Forget about it. What they did was they said, we got to stop this guy. Why don't we hire this fake person, give her six weeks of job, put her in the administration, start going through the paperwork for the last 20 years and file a complaint that his records aren't up to date for the last 20 years. He worked here total six weeks. He went to the U.S. attorney after six weeks and said his records aren't up to date. He didn't say that. How would you know after six weeks with 20 years of data on this guy at accounting for $44 million? You could figure that out by just walking in six weeks. Wow. No, no, way, wow. no way possible. There's no way. No way. Wow, that's impossible. Not even with AI's help. No. no way. Not even with yeah, no, with no. the AI and all this yeah, stuff. Now. No, there's not it six can. weeks. It, it was, um, you know. It's an escape goal. A escape goal. Thank you. Good word. Good word. It's a plan. It so was the a plan. Was losing, the company, Amgen, was losing $22 billion in market cap. 
The sales got from ten billion down to a couple hundred thousand. They said we need to get rid of Bennett. So what they did, they started to get rid of me, but they had to get a partner. This is a controversy in the book. It got controversy because the partner they got was assistant U.S. attorney. What? Kurt Lindland. Yeah. Kurt, the assistant U.S. attorney. This woman went to the assistant U.S. attorney and says, these records are wrong. 20 years records. No mention of the drug company. The assistant U.S. attorney says, that does not happen to my watch. This guy's wow. going to jail. So they, he said to us, he said, look, we, we keep Chicago clean. And we have people in Chicago that really do bad things. Let me tell you who they are. Because the first person guy is named Governor Rod Begoyevich. Oh, wow. <laughs> you want to know where he is? Wow. That's what he told me. Oh. And he said, you want to know where he is? He's in jail. Second guy we don't like in Chicago is named Governor Jim Ryan. You know where he is? Yes. Yeah. He's in jail. And yeah, the third guy we don't like in Chicago is Scooter Libby. Remember Scooter Libby? I remember the name. I he don't worked at, Yeah. He worked for he worked for Bush, and then he outed wow. some people in the CIA, and the CIA people killed, and so they put him in jail. He's in jail. Wow. wow. The fourth person they said was Jesse Jackson Jr. Wow. I don't wow. remember Jesse. Yeah. He uh, went to jail, but not for <laughs> Yeah. Man, you you were in that group like Al Capone. We just had his birthday last week. Boy, how bad you you really got somebody mad at you, Doctor. Big Pharma. Yeah. Well, yeah. He got Big Pharma mad. The drug company put the guys up to it. All right. Dr. Charles, we're going to stop for a minute, go to commercials. Pay some bills. Uh, oh, you want to okay. answer this call? We got a call? Oh, no. It's all right. It's a, well, let's go to commercials, pay some bills. We'll come back, and then we're going to get right into the book and how you met the authors and all that. So we'll be right back, everyone. Hold on, Charles. Abbott Painting. Painting and decorating since 1973. Abbott Painting specializes in commercial, industrial, and residential properties. Abbott Painting is a licensed general contractor, whether it's a wall, ceiling, floor, cabinet, tower, deck, fence, or anything you can imagine. Abbott Painting, with their 48 years of experience, applies premium paint finishes or wall coverings that will exceed your expectations. Call Abbott Painting and mention this ad for a 10% discount. For your free estimate, call 773 773- 725-9800. Again, that's 773-725-9800. Thank you. Family Entertainment by JJ. JJ is an Arlingtonite-based family entertainer. He is an award-winning balloon artist and clown. He is also a very funny magician and a face painter who draws quick, simple designs to keep things moving. Ask JJ about his big bubble fun and his link to the North Pole. JJ will help you plan your party by using his years of experience as a family entertainer. Use JJ for birthday parties, corporate events, schools, and picnics. He also makes child care, nursing home, and hospital visits. JJ has been entertaining children and adults of all ages for over 30 years. Call now for party planning and pricing. You can reach him at 847-483-4520. JJ is a Midwest Clown Association Hall of Fame inductee. Again, 847-483-4520. Attention out there. Atomic Bingo is looking for show hosts with good personalities, great part-time money, and very short hours. 
For more information, call 773-805-1900 and ask for Ray. That's 773-805-1900 and ask for Ray. Atomic Bingo. Always a blast. Your neighbor prescription headquarters, Tarby's Pharmacy, 5933 North Cicero Avenue, 773-545-0500. We accept most insurance cards at Tarby's Pharmacy. From Fannie Mae Candies, Hallmark greeting cards, office supplies, books, toys, sodas, toothpaste, drug items, newspapers, lottery tickets, toys, and so much more. Tarby's Pharmacy is family-owned, personalized service. Open Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. to 8.30 p.m., Saturdays 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., and Sundays 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Tarpy's Pharmacy, your neighborhood prescription headquarters. Teach your students the joys of science with Denoyer Geppert. We're the USA's leading manufacturer of anatomical models for education, with a number of our products on display at the Made in Chicago Museum. From autographed anatomy to zoology models, we have something for all ages. Place an order online today at denoyer.com. Limo-style private tours of Chicago's historic downtown, lakefront, Magmile, Chicago mob, ghost, and haunted stories. Historic churches, stunning architecture. Up to six people per tour, we pick you up and bring you back in style. For Chicago tours, you'll never forget. Call 312-841-2560. That all-important phone number is 312-841-2560. Welcome to JenningsChevrolet.com. Jennings Chevrolet in Glenview is a family-owned business that's been serving Chicagoland since 1958. How has Jennings remained in business while so many of our competitors faded away? The simple reason is that Jennings delivers the low prices plus the quality sales and service experience that other dealers only promise. Every dealership pays the exact same amount to the factory for a new Chevy, but some dealers advertise phony low prices online just to lure you in. At JenningsChevrolet.com, every buyer qualifies for our lowest advertised price. The low price you see is the low price you pay. Jennings has one of the area's largest inventories of new Chevrolets and quality pre-owned vehicles. If you can't find what you're searching for, we'll get it through our express locator system. Thank you for visiting JenningsChevrolet.com. Jennings Reputation. Thank you for listening today. We have a great guest. Let's bring him back. Welcome back our guest, Charles Bennett, Battle of Taking on the Big Pharma. Welcome back. You still there, Dr. Thank Charles? You. Thank you. Thank you. Good. How's the weather where you're at today? About 45. I got a scarf on. I got a hat on. It's gold gun. Oh, not too bad. You know, has uh, it been cold like here in Chicago up by you? We were like minus something. 45 is the coldest it gets. Oh, uh, okay. All right. All right. So let's talk about this book. And more importantly, talk about how you met these authors and where you're at, because that really was astonishing to me. Go ahead. We go on cruises a lot. 
you go on a cruise. I like a cruise because if you meet somebody, it can't get away from you. <laughs> I like that. I like You're going to run around circles. Hey, that's a good one. <laughs> on a land trip, they go away from you. They go somewhere else. The cruise, they're on the boat. Well, they Every can day. jump in with the sharks, but that's not a good uh, option, right? <laughs> so Jack is Jack is 89 years old. His wife, Carrie, about 75. Second wife for him and her. I have a second for each. And we have Russia Sun dinner. It's in September. We go around the room. And Jack says he's a lawyer. Uh, he goes, he does law. My wife goes, we need to talk to you. My husband needs a lawyer. He's only got bad lawyers. And Jack says, well, I don't do law, but what do you want to talk about? He says, I, I said, I got a folder. Let me show you what I'm talking about. He goes, who brings the folder to rest of the dinner? Right. That's what my thing. Do you take that folder everywhere? Yeah, yeah. I would never let it out of my sight. Huh? Yeah, yeah. You don't let that thing out of your sight. Oh, okay. I usually wear it on my wallet. Okay. That's all. I'll tell you what. Let's have screwdrivers in the morning at the bar. I'll bring the photo there. And we'll talk. I said, Where'd you go to law school? I said, What kind of law you do? He said, Sports law and labor law. I think that could help me not much at all. I go, Where'd you go to law school? He goes, I went to Harvard Law School. I said, Now we're getting better. Now we're getting better. (laughs) I go, Where'd you teach? Where'd you teach? He says, I taught at Yale Law School. Stanford Law School, University of Chicago Law School, University of Texas Law School, and I was the president of the American Association of University Professors. I said, no more. I don't need no more now. I'm happy here. (laughs) Interesting. Wow. I said, that's me for breakfast. I said, he says, this this says that you've got more charges against you than Donald Trump in this paper. (laughs) Are you running for president, Dr. Charles, you're trying to tell me? (laughs) And the way they do these things is it's not what they did, it's how many charges can they throw against you. So 92 for Trump and Bennett 485. Unbelievable. 485. Triple digits. Yeah. Wow. The way it works is very clear. I get it very clear. It works according to the government. It's the auditor that... Six-week person who worked there, if she decided that the receipt was not up to snuff, she would say it was a false claim. And uh, every false claim was a single item. She thought that when I went over work at night at seven o'clock at night, I should take the bus, even though it was freezing cold at seven o'clock at night. Hmm. Or she reported me. You just get in the, did you just I, get in the car? Sounds good. It sounds better. Go ahead. Yeah, so she got me there. So she got me in the night. And so she, I had um, maybe 100 taxi trips. That's more than 92 that Trump had. Wow. And then uh, she she got me once and twice. And uh, she got me, for instance, uh, I had lunch. And she was able to get the lunch menu. And I put down chicken salad when I actually had turkey salad. Are you that petty? So that was, really? That petty? <laughs> that was what it was. Oh, That was God. what it was. 
Man, I'm not hanging with you at all. That's a a discrepancy. Someone does not like you. Yeah, if you ever come to the studio and we got to go in your car, we'll send somebody we don't like over there to start it. We know anybody, uh, Devin? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Chicago. Hey, I would have did all that. I did all that. They did all that. And, uh, you know, they, um, I had a period of time where my, uh, my, my website was not being serviced. And so my brother was a website developer. Okay. So I went to the university. I said, I said, my current website developer, all he does is collect money and do no work. Does anyone get a website already? developer? <laughs> was that? It sounds like a lot of those guys out there, they do that. But go ahead. Yeah, well, I said that I'd like to have my brother do work because he's a website developer and he'll do work. I'd like my cousin to be the photographer because he's a National Endowment of the Arts awardee for photography for the New York Times. Okay. And I got him to work with bottom bottom basement prices, but I need to clear it to the university because they are related to me. So I go and I have meetings. I bring them on the campus. I go to the administrator, and they come back, and they say, um, he, um, your brother and your cousin... They have great qualifications. We like them. They can work as long as their bid is reasonable. And okay. we had them vet the bid. It was a, we bought them and we bought them. So then yeah, one of the violations is my brother. Uh, my brother worked for me and my cousin. Independent of the bid and independent of the discussion, independent of the signatures that we got there. So that was one of the, uh, the 90, of the 400. And uh, then we had a very important thing is, my my administrator that I had, I had seven administrators. Every administrator I had was terrible. The only thing they could, they could not do was add two plus two. They couldn't keep my books. Uh, Dr. I Charles, didn't you have, Dr. Charles, didn't you have one administrator that was very good at math? The one that embezzled money? I got an administrator. <laughs> I, had to say, I finally got one administrator who could add two plus two, and she put it into her own personal check account. Right. Wow. So right. She, she kept the... She kept the books and she turned it into an $80,000 fund for her wedding. Wow. Wow. But she still wow. the books. Let me ask you, then they, is uh, it the, true she got fined? And what was the fine she got? She got, uh, first they had to testify against me first. Okay. And she said, she said, I stole the money and I gave it to her. Wow. And then, and then, uh, and then, um, and she said that. And the U.S. attorney was going to go with that. Uh, we got wind of it, and he tried to talk to his, uh, his attorney about it. And he said, do you think if we say that, they'll realize that we told her to lie and we bad? Maybe we should tell her to say something different. So she goes, no, no, he didn't tell me to take the money. But it was so obvious that I stole the money that he just busted them up the other way. Right. I think I think I read in the book you were in the hospital and she had you sign some forms while you were in the hospital. Is that true? Like John like John Ashcraft when he was on signing that forms when he was in the hospital in DC and they wanted to do the all the stuff in the Cuba and Guantanamo Bay. They went to when he was on the narcotic and opioid up and they asked him to sign it. And that's when they refused to sign it because he was all opened up. Wow. She came to the hospital when I had the, I had prostate cancer, opiate pain. So Charlie is you need to sign A, B, C, and D. These are the invoices I need to pay my husband for the money time of. That she didn't say that. She just said these invoices, they go to the University of Illinois. I signed them, I already read them, just I was on the opioids. Wow. And so she, wow uh, that's crazy. She uh, Doctor, then, did you get invited uh, to the wedding at least or the reception? 
He was in the hospital. I know. They didn't but, even give me a white invite to the wedding or the reception. You see that? He paid for it, and uh, worse than that, and then uh, yeah, tell everybody her fine. I, I want to know if I, I read that right. How much did she get fined for uh, taking some of that money or misappropriating whatever? Uh, she the took two- the eighty-eight thousand dollars. Okay. She had she took eighty-eight thousand dollars, but she did have to pay back. She paid one dollar back. Do you hear that? Oh my God! How do Crazy. you do that? It's a civil judgment against her, and she, <laughs> and she had to go to jail. And she had to go to jail. How long was she in jail? 24 hours. Wow. <laughs> That's nice. Oh, my God. 88000 I'll take that. One, uh, one day and yeah, one dollar. Yeah. I'll give them a weekend for 88000 <laughs> Yeah, well. Yeah, they can have a whole weekend. <laughs> Three days, two nights, and let me go. Oh, my God. Well. Wow. They tell me she's, uh, she's my problem. Okay. And so I have to get a lawyer. I get a lawyer. So I hire a lawyer. I said, I don't get a lawyer. I'm not used to lawyers, actually. I'm a doctor. Mm. Oh, you need a lawyer to take care of um, people that are stealing money off of grants. I said, well, that's just out of my social circle. You know, my, my friends are lawyers. They're, like, doing real estate. They're doing, I don't know any lawyers that are doing it. They say, oh, my gosh, you're lucky. We have a lawyer that's the best in the country, David Stetler. And he will do you, we'll pay his fees. You just hire him, we'll pay his fees. Wow. <laughs> so I hired him. I wow. hired him. And he says, David Tennant says to me, you're lucky. Because my best friend, David Rosenblum, we go to the Bears game together. We drink beer together. And David represents Northwestern. And you're lucky. I'll represent you, Charlie Betts. David Rosenblum will represent Northwestern. And then we'll share information that nobody gets a bride. We'll call it a joint defense council. Hmm. So you get the benefit of everything that's happening with Northwestern. And we get the benefit of everything. Uh, he gets. Uh, we share the benefits. Now I didn't know that the work that I was doing was initiated because I'd done the work against Amgen, which lost all their money, and they were upset with me. Hired the water lawyer. Now I didn't know that the two Davids were Amgen's prior primary lawyers. <laughs> oh my God! Wow! And every time I gave them all my primary data about Amgen. They put it in the FedEx box and set her straight to Amgen. Right, now I know why he carried that folder around with him, yeah. uh, Nikki. You have to. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. And then, and, then, um, and then I said to David, do you have any conflicts of interest? They said, no, we don't have any conflicts of interest. Lying through the teeth. Right? They had conflicts of interest. They were representing the other guys. Wow. wow. And then I became... I became the lead expert against Amgen. I'm about to go. The, the grand jury guy in Seattle says, Ben, you need to put these guys in jail. These companies, you know it. You found it. They stole it. You know it. I go, okay, what do I do? They said, uh, you testify before the grand jury out in Seattle, and we're going to put the CEO in jail. We're going to find them, and you will really... Take them down. So I said to him, I said, I'd love to do that. Um, what kind of success rate do you have for people who are witnesses for not being assassinated? <laughs> and he said to me, he said to me, <laughs> he said to me um, we haven't lost one yet. 
He Jack was your, right. Dr. Here. Charles, still here. in all this time, did you have any threats for your life or your family? Well, as I go to Amgen, these guys, I gave them the paper I'm working on, which shows that their drug is killing people. The vice president of Amgen, MD, PhD, was with me and some other oncologists. He looked at the paper. He said, what are you going to do with this paper? And he said, I said I'm going to send it to the New England Journal of Medicine. He goes, well, you said it's the New England Journal of Medicine. I promise that'd be the last day of your life. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> But you, wild, but you did send it. But you did send it, though. I did send it. Fuck you! I don't think it's Yeah. Wow. So I did it. I did. So when they got, that's how he got the attorney. The only way to get my life over was to put me in jail. So he would have to use attorney to do all that stuff against me. All right. So let's speed up because we're going to run out of time soon. What happened then? I mean. Did you get off of oh, all happened. this stuff? Yeah. What happened? Tell, what tell happened? the listeners. What happened? I'll tell you what happened at the very end. At the end, I finally, I told the attorney that I would, I would do everything in my power to fight for my good name. And he said to you, do you know how much budget I have? He says, I have $3 trillion. I called the federal government. He says, I'll have your job within six weeks. I'll have your wife's job within eight weeks. You'll be selling Starbucks the rest of your life. Or if you get lucky, come in your house right now, I'll take your medical license and never do research again, get a Starbucks job. I go, I can't do that. He goes, okay, give me $500,000 today, keep your license, keep your research, and I'll take that next year instead. So we, I gave him the money. The next year he can get my license, which I protect by paying off $50,000 to the license board. They said if I paid him off, they put reprimand. I researched. They came down, tried to steal it back. They came down to South Carolina where I moved. My grants didn't get transferred. But I did my work down there, and that was it. So you got, you got good weather? You got good weather? You got away from the crazy up. people? Well, thank you very much for doing all this wonderful but isn't stuff. But aren't you turning this into a movie? Uh, good question. Is this going to be a movie? So here's the final thing about it since your time is really short. I started over when I got here. No research, no money, no nothing. And I found another I found another side effect, just like I can find them. This wow. time I stick for all level with. And when I did this, I was, I'm not the good guy anymore. I'm not gonna tell the lawyers and then waste them to collect the money. I found a whistleblower lawsuit just like that girl did against me. My lawsuit is now seven years in court and we are gonna win. We're gonna win two twenty billion dollars. Okay. That wow. That's how you know. So. The book is Taking on the Big Pharma. You can get it on Amazon. It's a wonderful book. Uh, are you going to write, uh, like Nikki says, you're going to do the movie and then another book once this is done? What do you think? We're going to have the $20 billion. That's a good ending. Okay. And Steve Lang, Steve Lang from Avatar. Anybody see Avatar? Yeah, yeah. He plays yes. Colonel Courage. Yes. Steve Lang read my audio book. So we're just finished the production. So the audiobook is written by an A-list actor, and we're down to four final actors for you. Mark Ruffalo, Michael Keaton, Tim Robbins, or Steve Lang. And Ruffalo. so we're waiting to see which one of those four sign up for the movie. Bobby Bobby Drill is available, too, yeah. you know. Yeah. And yeah. his fees are small because I'm his agent. <laughs> Doctor, I think uh, Ruffalo is a good candidate. Well, I hope he signs on. <laughs> Ruffalo would be a real good candidate. Uh, I like this kind of movies. Well, Doctor, so, we appreciate it. Yeah. 
we appreciate being on our okay. program today. Yeah. And uh, we Thank wish you. you all the best. Have a great, great good luck uh, in court. And get back to us once the uh, case is over, okay? Perfect. Thanks for having me. Got, got it. Thank you. Got it. Yeah, I, I, you know, interesting man. Interesting. interesting. Man. He's a kind of excited as uh, uh, so as Val says. This guy is wild. I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> I don't know if our listeners. She says either. it's great about the film. Yeah, I mean, but, I would get know, excited too. Yeah. But you know, here you are. You're a professor. You're trying to save people's lives, yeah. and now all of a sudden, now you're the bad guy. Well, well he found something. That saved everybody's life. Right. Yeah. That could have killed millions of people. Right. Yeah. And then he ended up being a bad guy. They tried blackmailing or push him into a corner as far as take these charges, take this plea, right. we'll save right. your youth. You're going to be nothing without it. Right. And then as we see, even the young lady that was stealing that was supposed to find errors, she's the one that goes to jail. You know, and that's how it normally 24 is. Twenty-four hours now. Come on but, now. Hey, and, hey. She only, and she only paid a dollar. She only paid restitution one dollar. So her wedding cost her a dollar. She owed, she owed eighty thousand. Well, seventy nine. Seventy nine. Seventy nine. Yeah. Her wedding. She used her for a wedding. Yeah. And uh, you know, her, her wedding you have cost to be a careful, dollar. listeners. What company you keep? That's the most important thing out of this whole thing today. Right. You gotta be careful. What? It's company not just that. You giving keep. too much trust to somebody as he did. Yes. Remember, he's doing everything. Yeah. He caught something and then he was relying on others. And like he said, six weeks for twenty years of research. There's no, I mean, if she had a staff of people, maybe 20, yeah. 30 interns or somebody helping out, well, I could see that happening. But be it, careful today. When it's the federal government, like yeah. the, like the you, state's attorney yeah. said, or the U.S. attorney said, I got an unli unlimited budget, as we can yeah. see with Trump and everybody else that they go after. That when you mess with the feds, they, if they want you, they're oh, going to get you. They're going to get you. You know, There's best thing to do, be honest and help people and that's do the all. right thing. Well, that's, that's, what, that's what happened. Look what happened. Yeah. He was trying to do the right thing, yeah. and he came back to get well, him. I think his problem is he's so passionate, as we've seen on the phone. Yeah. Like oh, Val said, he's yeah. a little bit all over the place. We're a little pressed for time. The story's good. It's just he was walking. He's in a car. He's doing other things. Yeah, we'll, we'll you know, see but the his, movie. His, his coming across, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But if our audience would love to get the book, Taking on Big Pharma, yeah. Dr. Charles Bennett, The Battle, you will see what he is talking about, what he saved millions of Americans from. We got a caller before we go. Hey, Joe. good morning, caller. Welcome to our show. Where are they now? Hi, this is Joe. Hey, hey Joe. Listen to the show. I was listening to the show, and I Googled Dr. Bennett. Yes. And um, I'm wondering why you guys even had him on in the first place. You need to screen your guests better. Okay. Well, thank you, because we, you we, got, we got it from our, from our listeners. You know, we, we're open to our listeners. We got the book. But, um, yeah, it, it's uh, you got to get both sides of the coin. Up. Go ahead. Well, you need to look up. You need to Google his name and Northwestern University, and you will see that there was a settlement. Right, right. He was no, charged with embezzling. It's in, it's in the book here. In, it's in the book. Yeah, it's in the book. Yeah, there was a settlement yeah. by, by the young lady that stole the money. Yeah, yeah. Well, Joe, right. we appreciate wait calling in. Uh, wait a yes. second. Wait a second. Yeah, Joe. please. No, go ahead. I don't buy it. Okay. Well, 
Uh, taking on the big pharma, take a read of it. They got an audio book, and then call us back in a few weeks because we want to. Oh, he hung up. He hung up. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you, Joe. I mean, I understand. We, you know, we're here radio. We want to hear all the yeah, sides. You know, right, right, right. We're not saying, this hey, is, you know, Dr. Charles. You know, he clearly <laughs> said that. No, free speech, yeah. listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. he said, whatever was taking on both both right. David the lawyers represented him and Northwestern. Mm -hmm. Yes, there was a settlement reach, but by the alleged person that stole the money, as right. he said, as it's in the book. And as Northwestern is, paid too, yeah. As it is public record right. that Northwestern paid. But Dr. Charles Bennett paid nothing. He lost his funding. They got him out of the state. His grants did not transfer over, and he is now right. in another place. Right. But anything liable of him, he has not so far, so far right. have been found anything liable. Right. His court case where he's suing them is in courts, but that's not criminal. Well, yeah. He's like I said case. earlier, let's well, let's, the man did let's a lot of good look at the and, movies. Uh, you know. Look at the movie, and they make the judgment when yep. it comes out. Bobby, any announcements? Anything exciting? Before? Going to the Shriners. What you doing today? Well, I'm yeah. going to the Shrine. Has their new in, the installation, a new potentate. Uh, his name is Frank Bella. His uh, congrats. Yep. Yeah. New year, and uh, I'm going there when I get leave the radio show. It's it. Uh, anyway, what do we got good. next week? We got uh, good old Anthony Tony DeYoung, the musician entrepreneur. He'll be on the phone, and then the week after we got Yamo's original Italian recipe sausage. His son Mark's coming in. I'm gonna have him bring some sausage so we can yes, microwave please. it. Well, yeah. we don't have to microwave it. We can, Why you we'll want to eat a grill? Raw? Set a grill. We'll in grill the it up snow? out there. What? Yeah. <laughs> and the <laughs> snow and the ice. You've never been at, at, at soldiers and. Uh, yeah. Party out there, yeah, right. tailgating. Uh, yeah. Wait, the boss is going to hear us, and we're going to have a tailgate party, and Devin's going to get in trouble. <laughs> tailgating. <laughs> he hit the button, didn't he? He hit the button, right? All right, he listeners. Did. Thank you. Have listeners. a great week. Thanks for listening, and hey. we'll see you next week. All right, we Take love care. you. Bye bye. Bye bye. bye. The preceding program, Where Are They Now?, is sponsored by Art Andros and Bobby Drell of Hey Listen Communications. The views and opinions therein do not necessarily reflect those of News or Radio Company or its management.